Are you interested in learning more about how to start your Salesforce career? Be sure to register for our next live webinar showing you exactly how the Salesforce Career Development Program works, our latest statistics, and up-to-date information about what's going on in the Salesforce ecosystem. To register now, head over to talentstacker.com forward slash live. That's talentstacker.com forward slash L-I-V-E. We look forward to seeing you on the next live webinar. I thought the only thing that I could do coming out of the military with an infantry background would be law enforcement or civil service. And I just didn't want to go down that path. Hi, I'm Anita Smith. I'm Bradley Rice. And And you're you're listening listening to to the the Salesforce Salesforce for Everyone Everyone podcast. In today's show, two members of the military community share how switching to Salesforce let them have more confidence and freedom in their lives. I feel fulfilled in the work that I do. So that's something that I hadn't felt since I left the military. Salesforce truly is the best job there is for a military spouse because they're not having to start their careers over and over again. Also, we share why it's so important to be part of a community during the job transition, especially for service members. I did it. I went at it alone. It was miserable. Yeah, you don't want to be alone in any of this. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Salesforce for Everyone podcast. In this week's episode, we are going to be talking with a military spouse and a military veteran about their journey into becoming Salesforce professionals and the nuances that go into that. So just like every episode, I have Anita Smith with me today to help dive in. How's it going, Anita? Yeah, it's going pretty well. Had a pretty fun weekend. Went to my first Camp Fi and For those of you who aren't familiar with that, it's kind of like an adult summer camp where we talk about financial independence, which I know sounds really boring, but it actually wasn't boring at all, especially as an introvert. I surprisingly had a lot of fun. Yeah, I was sort of also there with you. And yeah, that, that was too cool. I think we had 15 total Talent Stacker alumni and five of their spouses came with them. So I feel sorry for those spouses. And <laughs> I think they all had a good time. But I think with any Camp Fi, you, you walk away with something. And I know for me, it's worth the price of admission every time because I walked away with like a tip that is immediately going to save me $2,000 this year. So those are always awesome. But I guess we should probably you know, actually talk <laughs> to our guest today. So uh, yeah, let's jump in. All right. Let me introduce our first guest, Carrie Webster. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. So do you mind giving yourself a brief uh, introduction to let the audience know where you came from? Definitely. My name is Carrie Webster. I am a Special Forces military spouse of 15 plus years, four times certified mother, lover of spreadsheets and Salesforce professional. I'm originally from the Pacific Northwest, but as we are transitioning out of the military, we are landing in the Charlotte area, just on the other side. So in South Carolina, thank you for having me today. Nice, great intro. And our second guest, I actually know this guest for a really long time now. He's one of the OG original Talent Stacker members, Kyle Gobert. Welcome. Thank you, Anita. How are you? I am great. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Kyle Gobert. I uh, work for a Salesforce consulting partner, I've been in the industry for about going on two years at the end of this year. Joined Talent Stacker to help me get through the process and get into the ecosystem. All right. Thanks for the great introductions, guys. So my first question is, how did you initially stumble upon Salesforce? I'll start out with that one. So 
a lifetime ago, 2007. I just somewhat recently graduated college, Western Washington University, with a marketing degree. And uh, the job that I was using used Salesforce. And that was my favorite part of my job. You know, I, I had several other different hats, but that was my favorite. I had just gotten offered the opportunity to go to training. And at that time, there was no trailhead. So companies really had to think about it and invest time into it. But I, I had another promotion called Motherhood on the Horizon. I knew in our kids' early years that I wanted to be at home with them. And what turned into one child quickly turned into four children in five days shy of five years. <laughs> and um, my husband was actually deployed or training for the majority of that time. So I was just that season. And then fast forward to the last couple of years, I started looking back into things. It just Salesforce. I had no clue that the military had this amazing partnership. I had no clue that General Colin Powell was actually, I believe, an advisor or a, on the board or something for Salesforce. And so it's just really cool to come back into things and just know that, you know, Salesforce was at the beginning of my husband's military career. And it's at the end as he transitions out. And it's just kind of a, a neat way for me to finish things off. Wow, that's really cool. So you knew about Salesforce way back in the day. Yes, way back in the day. Right? <laughs> it's changed a little. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. How about you, Kyle? I actually heard about Salesforce from Bradley on the uh, first Choose FI podcast episode that he did. I was working at a retail location and... I had a customer come in wearing a trailblazer hoodie. This is after the fact of hearing the the episode. So I talked to him and kind of sparked my interest. Uh, I really wasn't happy in my current role. So dug a little bit into it, kind of fell off the bandwagon. And then um, the end of 2019, I ended up leaving the organization that I was at and dove fully into Salesforce with the trailhead. And I found Trailhead Military, which is specific to the military community to help you get trained as well as get you certifications. Found another organization called Merivis, which is a nonprofit that supports military veterans transitioning military in a cohort-based program. And then I found Bradley and went through Talent Stacker and <laughs> ended up getting into the ecosystem through that. Nice. That's awesome. So you guys have been around for a little while now. Obviously, like Carrie knew about it, you know, back uh, before I did, and then finally found her way back to it after that sort of early childhood, motherhood phase of life. And and Kyle, you know, I know you've been a pro now at a talent stacker, like you said, for almost two years. So yeah, you you guys have been around for a little bit. So I think naturally, you know, I, I heard you both mention really the benefits that are available specifically to military families surrounding the Salesforce ecosystem. And there are a few different services there. So I know, Kyle, you mentioned a few, and then Carrie, you alluded to them. I'd like to understand sort of what those benefits were, because that's going to be a big deal to the audience, right? Like, what are those benefits? Just a few of them, maybe the ones you you think maybe have the highest impact. And then I'd also like to understand using those benefits, why did you decide to layer on the Talent Stacker program? And how do you feel like those two things sort of fit together to make a complete puzzle? So there are a ton of resources out there for the military community. Trailhead Military is where I fell first, and it was the first thing that I found. That platform is really beneficial in the fact that as veterans, military spouses, everybody that falls under that umbrella, we can get support from our own internal community inside of Salesforce, as well as 
another benefit, we get certification vouchers. So if you want to take your admin cert, you just go through their trail and then you can get the voucher for that specific certification you want, which is huge. $200 a pop, that's a big benefit for us. From there, I found Maravis. And like I said, Maravis is a nonprofit that is cohort-based around their training. And the benefits from that, you're not just in a cohort with a group of your peers. You also have a one-on-one coach and a mentor that's kind of over the whole group to kind of guide you through some of the processes if you have questions about Maravis itself or Salesforce in general. So you get that one-to-one coaching if you actually don't understand and you're just struggling with the homework or if you're breaking into the ecosystem, making a pivot and don't have any background in data, understanding all these different words that we use in Salesforce. And then Talent Stacker, I think it was has an opportunity around the career development piece, the LinkedIn profile reviews, the resume building, what you've built inside a talent stacker on the career development piece, it blows everything out of the water. Yeah, that's excellent. I well, we appreciate it, obviously. But yeah, then I was going to say we did not pay him <laughs> to say that. <laughs> um, but but I think too that that's excellent insight into these resources that are available. You know, especially with Trailhead Military and just being in the military. Like I think, Maravis, you you have to be accepted, and there's limited seats. Is that true? Yes. In a sense, there are limited seats. They'll try to, you know, get everybody in. I don't know. I've never met anybody that got turned down. Not saying okay. that there may not have been, but I haven't met anybody that's gotten turned down. And then your access to Trailhead Military, that's what's getting you into those private community groups where you can just talk to other military members and then also, you know, exam vouchers. Is there a limited number of exam vouchers or is it, you know, can you just kind of take the exam? Taken as you need. If you fail, all you have to do is submit a ticket, say, hey, I, I failed the exam, and they just give you a new voucher or another voucher. Another thing that I missed for the Trailhead Military is the Talent Alliance. So there are multiple organizations. I don't know the number. I, I think it's over 50 organizations that partner with Trailhead that will offer you an interview. So you can get those real life interviews. You're not guaranteed you're going to get a spot or the job but you are guaranteed an interview, which is fantastic. So maybe what one of you or both of you could speak to this also, because there's another, I know it's a lot, Trailhead Military, Maravis, Talent Alliance. And then I think there's yet another one because there is this theme inside of the Salesforce ecosystem where it's different departments working on different things and they're not really cohesive sometimes. So you end up with like five different things to serve one group. Hiring our heroes, where does that fit into the grand scheme of things? That is a separate entity. They actually fall under the Chamber of Commerce. And so I went through that program as well. Basically what it is, it's a paid internship so that you get that foot in the door experience with an organization. That is a very competitive program. They have hundreds of applicants and they whittle that down. I don't know where they're currently at. When I went through it in 2021, I think they had like 250 applicants and whittled it down to 16 or 20 slots available. But it's amazing. You get your foot in the door. You can get that experience at an organization. It's a 12-week program, I believe, and it's paid as well. Excellent. So that's a ton of insight. Can I add a little bit? Yeah, I would love for you to. So hiring our heroes. So I was part of not the current cohort, but the previous one. One main thing on there is you have to be admin certified. 
thing number two, when I applied, there were over a thousand applications that went through. And at least for my cohort, 80 of those applications went on to continue in the program. So it is highly competitive, but it is a great DOD skill bridge. So if you're still serving, but transitioning out and you're in that transition period, that is also something that you can use for your DOD skill bridge. Okay, great. And I, th- I think one more question sort of on this topic, and then I think we've, we've kind of beat this one down a little bit, which is, which is great. Were you able to use, uh, obviously there are free resources we talked about there and nonprofits. Have you heard of, or personally had experience with, you know, using any benefits of the military to join programs like Talent Stacker, or is that complete? Because I know that's going to be a major question for, you know, people coming out of the military. I did not. Honestly, didn't even think about it at the time. I'm not sure what the guidelines are as, as far as using your education benefits, or there's another benefit that I can't think of off the top of my head that may may cover it or may give you some support, but I'm not sure. I just wanted to add one other major thing in here um, that's been really useful for me. Military Trailblazer office hours, it's available for both military connected and allies. So anyone can attend these sessions hosted by David Scott Nava every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Eastern time. One thing I have loved about it is it is a small community and there are regularly rock stars on there like Bradley Rice, (laughs) Jordan Nelson, and a handful of other folks, including people that are actively in just a various amount of roles. So that has been a major, just part of my growth. Yeah, for sure. I I would agree. Like David Scott Nava has been, he he is a Salesforce MVP, correct? And if he's not, he should be. Is he not a golden hoodie winner? I feel like he got that recently. He's got to be. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I, I remember early on thinking he was one of the first, you know, as Talent Stacker was coming into the ecosystem, he was one of the first MVPs that was just, you know, fully supportive and arms wide open. So yeah, I've got a lot of respect for David. And for those of you who don't know these terms, Salesforce world, Salesforce MVP, just like all-star, rockstar. Usually if you reach out to them, they always respond and they're always super nice. And then the very top, I'm assuming all Golden Hoodie winners are previous Salesforce MVPs because Golden Hoodie is just like the top, top award you can get from Salesforce. All right. So I have a question for you guys. How was the interview process during this transition? Yeah, the interview process, it was great. My biggest challenge, honestly, so we are or have been in the middle of the geo bash life and military folks get it. Non-military, that simply means that my service member was finishing his time at his duty station while our family lived elsewhere. We kind of transitioned things out. So my biggest challenge, honestly, was just making sure my kids were entertained and cared for. And as long as I had everything on the schedule and calendar, that part was fine. But most folks that I talked to kind of understood our situation. And to backtrack a little bit, Salesforce truly is, I think, the best job there is for a military spouse because a lot of, you know, a lot of times our lives are moving. And, you know, I've talked to several that have been very grateful for it because they're not having to start their careers over and over and over again. So this is one thing that they can hold on to and continue to build and grow professionally, but also maintain those relationships that, you know, they're making with folks in the workplace. So yeah, interview process really just went fine. And I know there's a lot of military spouses out there that are grateful for these types of opportunities. That's great to hear everything went smoothly. 
How about for yourself, Kyle? Like, how were you able to, I guess, bridge your previous experience during these interviews? It's difficult for military veterans to make our careers, our military careers, make sense in civilian terms. So for me, I was in the infantry for eight years. That doesn't really transition much to Salesforce in the sense of any kind of background around data or anything of that nature. Now, the leadership skills were something that I was able to bring to the table and as well as teamwork, all those intangible skills we gained during our careers in the military is what I was able to bring to those interviews. Yeah, I guess piggybacking on that conversation, you know, we kind of moved into transferable skills and, you know, you're talking about maybe they're non-technical technically. It's not about data. It's not about you know, flows and automations and those kind of things. But you mentioned whatever you want to refer to it as intangible skills, soft skills, other qualities, I guess, are there any others of those? So like you talked about leadership, you talked about teamwork. I can imagine just being, you know, dedicated to something for such a long period of time to be able to work with people that you're not choosing, that you're quickly adjusting to situations that are probably changing. You know, you're not necessarily hopping up in the morning and things going exactly the way you thought they were going to go. And I can imagine a lot of those, even though it's not, you know, technical, it's very paralleled. I mean, I guess, do you guys feel the same way? And is there anything that comes to mind? (laughs) Yeah. In the Marine Corps, we had a saying, Simper Gumby, always flexible. And that transitions into my consulting career every day is going to be something different. And when you think, okay, I've got this coming up tomorrow, things change on a dime's notice. So always being able to adapt and overcome any challenges is definitely something that's a really great skill that we possess. Yeah. What what do you think, Carrie? I mean, I know, I guess you are in the military. In my opinion, you are very much in the military because it's... uh, you're involved in it every single day. And we have, you know, we, we have an entire episode of the show dedicated to stay-at-home parents. So we know there are extreme parallels between stay-at-home parents and adjusting to changing requirements, you know, constantly. But do you have anything to add around, you know, your experience and sort of what you went through specifically as a mill spouse? Absolutely. So one thing people don't realize is a lot of times when military spouses are moving, they kind of get to do the dirty work. They get to figure out new doctors. They get to figure out who to cut their hair. They get to figure out emergency contacts. All of a sudden, the person you just met at the grocery store becomes your child's emergency contact on a piece of paper. So we naturally are networkers. A lot of us can just dive in there. And of course, I don't want to be too journalist. is isn't everybody. But we know if we want to get things done, we just go out there and we ask questions. We're resourceful. <laughs> we get some things done in very creative, unconventional ways. And on top of that, we also know how to work in high stress environments. So we don't always want to, but we know how to. Can I just say something? Military spouses serve just as much as us veterans and military members do. So I, I appreciate you, Carrie, and everything that you're doing as well as a, you know, as a military spouse. Thank you. I really appreciate that. So if you guys could give advice to Our listeners, maybe fellow military spouse or someone that's about to leave the service or any veteran, what would you say to them? Um, One resource we didn't talk about earlier is Veterati. Uh, Veterati is a great resource for mentors. You know, don't do this transition alone if you're on your way out. If you're a military spouse, 
that's currently, you know, active, or even if your spouse is transitioning out, again, don't do it alone. So find a mentor, Veterati, V-E-T-E-R-A-T-I.com was huge for me. And then, yeah, that's the biggest picture is don't do any of this stuff alone. Outside of Veterati, you know, we're very familiar with battle buddies in the military and find your tribe, whether that's people working or if you are a stay-at-home parent, find people to do things with regularly. Yeah, you don't want to be alone in any of this. I mean, it's so true. Like, and, and you don't have to be. If you're listening to this and you're in a military family, then you know there are community groups inside the Salesforce niche. There are community groups specifically for military. And like we talked about before, like military office hours where you can get to know people and bridge some connections there. And then, of course, there's generic groups for just that anyone can join, like Salesforce for everyone and the groups that we facilitate. So there's just so many opportunities to do this with other people. There is no excuse for having those moments when you feel alone and having no one to turn to. Like you need someone to turn to in those moments. So, yeah, I think that's excellent advice. I mean, I can't say it any better. Don't go at it alone. I did it. I went at it alone. It was miserable. I just also didn't know about all the resources. I've been out for almost 10 years now, a little over 10 years. And so things have changed. Programs have come up that weren't around when I was getting out. Reach out, ask for help, reach out to me on LinkedIn. You want to chat? I'm very happy to. Yeah, that's that's perfect. So I, I think now I, I would love to understand, You know, we talked a little bit about how you guys found out about Salesforce and, and sort of got started on this path to becoming Salesforce professionals. But maybe we can start with Carrie. And I would love to understand as a mill spouse, you know, what were other people doing or what were your other career options, you know, as a mill spouse? And how did you end up deciding that Salesforce looked like a better alternative than, I guess, whatever everybody else was up to? Absolutely. So granted, my circle, at least at that time, was primarily stay-at-home parents. Just simply, that was where I was at in life. And, you know, that's kind of how life happens. Some of my stay-at-home friends had previous lives and, you know, they were speech therapists or, you know, they were they had certifications. And one problem that military spouses run into is those certifications are only good, you know, for, not that they're only good, but they are not the same from state to state to state. So that by far... And that alone in itself is a massive reason why something like Salesforce is great. And I do understand, you know, different states, and this is something I've been involved in, are trying to change some of those restrictions for military spouses. But the reality is those changes take time. (laughs) And Salesforce, it's a fairly easy entry point. You know, it's a little painful, some of those long study sessions and failing exams every now and then. (laughs) But you just keep at it. And the rewards are there. So that's the biggest thing in all of this. But yeah, again, my, my friends mostly were stay-at-home parents. Wow. I didn't even think about from state to state and that struggle with uh, the certifications. Yeah. For those listening, Salesforce, $200, works in every single state, every single country all over the world. You're good to go. You don't even need a college degree or anything. So you don't have to be afraid about having to go back to school. You can do everything online from your couch. <laughs> um, I was just going to ask you, what did you do when you first got out? And what did your friend, what did they do as well, your friends? So for me, 
I was a little naive. I thought the only thing that I could do coming out of the military with an infantry background would be law enforcement or civil service. And I just didn't want to go down that path. I respect those guys. Just I think at that point I had had enough and just wanted to kind of do something different. So I just I went back to school and was miserable. Ended up <laughs> getting hired on at Apple, and, I, and I, I worked at Apple at the retail stores for about eight years before I ended up leaving. There's definitely stuff out there. Again, when I got out, it was not well known. There wasn't all these programs in place that we have now to get you skilled up. Yeah, that I, I think that makes a lot of sense. And I think with anyone, if you don't have a way or you don't happen to walk into a podcast episode like this and happen to hear about all these resources, then you're just going to go with what it feels like the norm is. I imagine it's very scary to step outside of the norm and, and try something different because what if you fail and everyone else you know, did the regular thing and you could have just done that too. And, and here you are trying to do something different. So I guess all that to say kudos to you guys for sticking it out and you know being Salesforce professionals now. And I, I imagine it's a bright, bright future ahead. I mean, I guess what are your you know, current goals, where are you headed and what do next steps look like? And are you going to be in the Salesforce ecosystem for a while? That's the game plan. <laughs> yeah. So I am newer to, you know, working at an official company. In fact, I'm onboarding this week with a large firm. So it's really exciting. And I mean, it's just, it's a huge world out there. So I am just going to dive in. Again, this week, I am just organizing things and getting ready for my next certification and kind of figuring out, you know, what my place is going to be within this firm. And I just even want to kind of sidestep on this networking. That's probably the biggest thing that I learned through Talent Stacker is networking. And networking is something that you don't just use while you're trying to find a job. You also use it internally once you get your job. So again, military spouses, you know your way around, you know how to go talk to people generally. And so just go for it. There really isn't anything to lose. Yeah, I agree. Nothing to lose. It's all uphill in the Salesforce ecosystem. I guess for me, yes, definitely want to stay in the ecosystem. That is the game plan. Love what I do. I really enjoy it. Although, you know, there's some long nights, but for the most part, it's enjoyable. And I feel fulfilled in the work that I do. So that's something that I hadn't felt since I left the military. And this is huge. Yeah, I, I, I can sort of imagine. I can't say that I understand that, but I, I can definitely imagine, you know, needing a new purpose and needing a new mission in life, you know, and being able to find something like that that feels like a good fit for you. I guess, uh, yeah, any, anywhere you want to take this next, Anita? Yeah, I wanted to ask, like, what were some of the fears and concerns that you faced as you're going through this process? Because it's scary. It's completely new. You don't really know that a lot of people are in it. Like, were there any hurdles you had to jump? My, uh, I don't know if it'd be a fear, but going into all of this, my end goal is to have a career that works well with my life. And I can recognize, you know, you got to sacrifice some things up front sometimes, and then you're able to back off and let things kind of settle into place. And so I guess putting in that work up front, I guess the challenge is just kind of figuring out when to push hard and when to kind of pull back. And I talk about ebb and flow a little bit here and there. So that that's kind of been a challenge for me. And I'm just going to keep working my way through things. And I, I do know like things will settle and I'm getting a better grasp on what that's going to look like for myself as well. 
I think pivoting into Salesforce without a background in technology is in itself a challenge. You are learning a lot of new stuff and it can be very overwhelming. For me, it was, I didn't have any fears. I Let me take that back. I did have some fears around test taking. Tests make me nervous. And that was my biggest hurdle. I failed the admin exam twice before I passed it. And Anita, as you all know, we, we spoke at length about it. There was definitely, okay, is this right? Am I going down the right path? I failed it twice. Do I just give up now? But sticking with it and just pushing through, it definitely, it's life-changing. Yeah, you definitely knew your stuff. It's just a difficult task because Kyle and I, we were in this we were in the same study group when we first started and he would know all the answers and be able to explain why this is the answer to the questions when we would quiz each other. But it did scare me knowing that he knew it so well and then failed. So he was actually there for me right before I took my exam. I called like freaking out, like, should I take it? Should I take it right now? And he told me, yeah, to just take it and I ended up passing. So (laughs) thank you. I don't know if I ever thanked you for making me uh, take the plunge that day, but really appreciate it. (laughs) Very welcome. Yeah. So, I mean, we've covered a ton of information here and I I just want to sort of reiterate everything that's gone into this, you know, for everyone listening. And it's that, you know, we've talked in previous episodes about how entry-level jobs are over $70,000 on average. And, you know, people pivoting from a variety of different backgrounds into this, you know, and they... You don't necessarily need a college degree. You can come into this and get the skills that you need in order to become a professional in this space. And I think we hear all of that and we go, man, I get to work from home. I get to be respected for the skills that I have. I I get opportunities that other people don't have. And I don't want anyone to think it's easy because there's a big difference between there being a clear path to success and something being easy. A clear path is still a journey you have to take. Even if the answers are right in front of you, there's still you know, these mountains you have to climb and these you know, hurdles you have to jump over. So having a clear path does not necessarily mean that something is easy. And I think we see that. And the, the beautiful thing is that when you're in the military community, you're going to have the same struggles that everyone else has. And that means you know, 50% of people, more than 50% of people fail the admin certification exam on their first attempt. Well, the great news is in the military community, you get that voucher for free and you can put in and retake that exam again for free. So while you're dealing with the same problems that other people have, at least you don't have to worry about the financial burden that's coming with it. And on top of that, you know, we mentioned at length in the beginning of the show, you know, about all of the other free resources and communities available to military members. And we at Talent Stacker know that, you know, not everybody wants to join a program. Not everybody has the resources to join a program. And that's completely acceptable. And, you know, this education should be accessible to everyone. So, you know, military and everyone else, if you go to talentstacker.com forward slash start, we have a lot of free resources there, um, like professional branding guides, interview guides, a five-day challenge, and just everything that we can come up with to help you do this yourself. And just don't forget to join communities and make sure that you lean on those so that you're never alone. So that's sort of my rant of a recap on everything that we've covered today. I just want everyone to know that this is absolutely possible, but it is going to require some work and dedication to be successful. I also wanted to add the infantry side of the of the house, whether it's the Army or the Marine Corps, we kind of get this wrap around us that we're sort of like the jocks, right? We don't have the brains and this isn't 
something that you would be able to do. Uh, look, I'm telling you, I'm living proof. I'm right here. I'm doing it. I'm living through this. And if I can do this, I know that anybody out there that's listening to this can do it. It's put your head down, just ask for help, and you got it. All right. This is for Carrie or Kyle. Is there anything that we haven't discussed so far that you guys want to add in? Yeah, I'll add one thing in there. I don't know if I really mentioned this much about why I got into the Salesforce world. For our family, as my service member is transitioning out of the military, me starting a career at this point is giving him this slow transition. So he doesn't feel like his retirement date happens and then he has to instantly know what he wants to do for the rest of his life. So um, it's definitely just been a, a way of our family slowly transitioning into this next chapter, something I already know I want to do. You know, a lot of us are kind of looking for our next job or whatever, but military transition is huge. There's buying and selling houses. There's figuring out what all these different things with the VA and figuring out your ratings and appointments and everything else. So yeah, I am in there and I'm kind of just a buffer. So my service member can kind of slowly transition. I, I, I wish I had that. I appreciate that for him so much because to your point, getting out as a single man, getting out of the Marine Corps, I had to feed myself. And so I had to make that transition to something that would put food on the table. So having that buffer is special. Yeah. So for Carrie's service member husband, and for those who don't have a sugar mama (laughs) to help them with this transition, if you're interested in a Salesforce career, head over to talentstacker.com forward slash start to get some quick tips on how to get started. And for military, most spouse, veterans, and specifically, I know there are a lot of resources mentioned. Just check out the show notes. We will have them all listed with links in a bulleted list for you. And if you're getting value from the show, obviously be sure to share it with your friends and family, but also subscribe on whichever platform you're listening on. This lets those platforms know that you actually enjoy listening to the show. If you have questions or feedback, please be sure to leave a review. You can ask questions in there. We read every single one of them. And you can also head over to talentstacker.com forward slash voicemail, where you can actually leave a voicemail with any questions that you have for a chance to have those answered live on the show. So thanks everyone for listening. And until next time. Bye. Thank you for joining us today. To get started for free on your own Salesforce career, go to talentstacker.com forward slash start or check the show notes. There you'll find all the resources you need to start earning 60 to 80,000 in as little as eight months, no matter your education or career background. The Salesforce for Everyone podcast was produced by Edmund T and engineered by Andrew Mendonza. If you like what we do at this scrappy can-do podcast, please help others find us by leaving a five-star rating and a great review on whichever platform you're listening to us right now. See you next time.